Hey everyone, it's Stephanie. Uh, this is a Vault episode originally released 2021. Quincy joined me and we talked about books that are perfect for autumn, for spooky season. And we also reached out to you, the listeners, and you guys came through with a ton of recommendations. So this episode is absolutely full of book suggestions, book recommendations. I will be taking this week off. I have been feeling a bit under the weather, uh, but I do have plans basically from now till the rest of the year as far as episodes go. So it will be new episodes from here on out. Also, if you are a Malevolent Spirit Patreon supporter, there will be a bonus episode on the several ways to approach making an October watch list. So keep your eye out for that. And without further ado, here is the episode. Welcome to Books in the Freezer, a podcast dedicated to the deliciously disturbing world of horror fiction. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I am joined once again by fan favorite, Quincy, to come on and help me talk about some spooky books for spooky season. It's fall, y'all. Yay. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie, again. Oh, it is always so fun. And I really like these episodes. I like hearing everyone's suggestions. Like people always bring up stuff that like I would not have thought about. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's what I'm here for. And yeah, I'm always coming up with ideas. And I'm like, okay, what I do want to bring up to Stephanie this time. And then I just present it. And, t- and then you're always on board. So I love that. I'm always looking for new ideas. So thank you. And then you're also like willing to come on and like actually help me do it, which is a big help. Oh, girl, my life is consisting of just reading. So like. Any way to gush about it, sign me up. <laughs> we need an outlet. That, is, that was the idea for this podcast was essentially like, I just needed an outlet to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. This is like another form of therapy for me, just ranting and expressing my love for all these books that we get to talk about, you know? Let's have a therapy session. Oh, yes. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. So we're talking about spooky season, particularly autumn. And this is going to be airing, I think, closer to the end of autumn but i think you know what you can still get in those fall feels yes i could not agree more um fall and winter are all like this transition period that i feel a lot of our recommendations are going to fall under it doesn't necessarily need to be spooky season (laughs) or or spooky theme books or i'm sorry halloween theme books um just like i think what would make a good autumn book is um taking place in autumn or even winter um just that time of year where things start to kind of slow down and the seasons change, which I don't know. I feel a lot of us spooky readers appreciate that time of year. Um, so yeah, we got some good books here. I think so too. I was thinking, cause I feel like there's certain type of stories that just inherently feel 
autumnal, like gothic, gothic stories to me feel very autumnal. Like there's some, you know, winter Mm -hmm. gothic, but I think books that are set in schools, obviously I feel like school in general is a very fall thing, Thing. even though it is (laughs) encompasses three different seasons to me. Like it really does. I'm thinking of fall. Um, Folk horror again, you know, there are, different seasons obviously like midsummer is like summer folk horror but i think when i think of folk horror Mm -hmm. i'm thinking autumn and like harvest yes yes i definitely get those vibes of um stories being passed down from generation to generation like that kind of like aesthetic Mm -hmm. um folk horror is a lot of um feels very timely i guess very vintage if you will even though a lot of the good stuff is like you know, current, but um, yeah, I totally agree with you. How basic are you when it comes to fall? Okay, not basic at all. No shade to anyone. I'm not a PSL person. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm not a pumpkin spice person unless it's pumpkin cheesecake or pumpkin pie. Um, otherwise, like, I mean, you'll find me in my all black sweatpants and sweater on the couch being all cozy reading horror but that also goes for summer when the ac is on so i'm quite comfortable saying i'm not very basic but (laughs) then i will use this space to really come clean and say i am like the basic of basic like i'm pulling out like my leggings and boots and like getting to get my pumpkin spice putting on mm-hmm. my taylor swift albums putting on my evermore and folklore <laughs> like really getting into the, <laughs> the mood hey no shade you live your that best my life past life when it as soon as that hits yes. i'm like <sighs> like the end of september <laughs> yes it also like just started getting cold because I feel like I like getting into that mood in yeah. September, but it's been hot for the past couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so I'm in Minnesota and it just started getting like, I just started wearing hoodies like a week ago. And even then by like, by the time I got off work, I'm like, do I really need this hoodie? Probably not. But yeah, it's been pretty warm the beginning of October here just not my thing <laughs> i know i'm like how am i supposed to, how am i supposed to live laugh love in these conditions exactly this is monstrosity i'm telling you <laughs> uh, so do you have like things you do every fall uh yes yeah. so one of them i will talk about when we talk about our books but i put on the same movies every fall which is jennifer's body i just added um haunting a hill house i've watched that since it came out every year um the exorcist is always on around this time of year and I, I I do read other things other than horror, but I do dedicate October strictly to horror. Um, it just really helps me, you know, get in the mood of things because tis the season. And yeah, so what about you? I definitely have my movies that I watch. Like Haunt, that movie on Shudder, I've watched that for the past couple mm-hmm. years. It's like it takes place on Halloween in a haunted house. So that's been a thing. Yeah. I just watched that with the Patreon group. So that was fun. The old house on haunted hill like the black and white one i like to watch Mm -hmm. that i tend to like try to watch a lot of horror movies in october specifically like i really like to have at least a few a week that i'm watching and try to watch things for the first time like i really try to like watch things i haven't watched before i love practical magic Mm -hmm. but here's what i'm saying i don't think it's technically a fall movie like it's witchy 
you know, yeah. But like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's summer. I think the only thing, the only thing to fall about is the witches. I think. Yeah, like the ants are leaving for like a summer solstice festival. Yeah. And then at mm-hmm. the end, it's the scene where it's Halloween and they're wearing the witch hats and they're jumping off the roof. But like, that is it. It is technically yeah. a summer movie. <laughs> summer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will not let this stop me from watching it every fall. Yeah. Hey, and you know what? Might as well watch it in summer. Yeah. Too, also, anymore. I'm giving you permission. That is also a summer movie. Yes. You, you heard it here, folks. It's a summer movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually watched Haunt maybe three times this year or this spooky season already because I showed it to a couple of friends that haven't seen it. Um, and of course, I had to watch it by myself. I love that movie. It's so good. It's, I mean, I don't think it's like, you know, Oscar worthy, but like, it's very intense. Um, it's overall a good time. I, I recommend it to anyone. I think, yeah, that can I think handle it's a it. very good movie. I think on my third rewatch, there were parts that still effectively scared me or that made me like, no, don't do that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, no, don't go in yeah. there. Oh my god, we're gonna have to talk about spoilers like yeah. after the fact. <laughs> but there's so many scenes, and then <laughs> yeah. I think when you do so many rewatches, I feel like it's a very well told story. I think every element that's introduced comes into play later. I don't think the ending is my favorite, mm-hmm. but I think like overall, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good movie. Oh yes, yes, I I'm right there with you. I agree. So we reached out and asked listeners what horror book is bringing some strong autumn vibes. And we got yes. mucho answers. So many answers. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always so grateful. So the show notes for this episode are going to be intense. I will try to actually get them linked uh, by the time this comes out so you can look and see every single book that was mentioned this episode. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot. So get those TBRs yes. ready. So going through, <laughs> and I didn't do all the comments, but I did, I want to say most. Most of the comments are here. Yeah. Girl, you have enough in there for like a little novella. A novella that is just book titles and like Twitter handles. For Autumn. (laughs) (laughs) For Autumn only. (laughs) Oh, man. So on Instagram, The Reading Murder suggested classic Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Brett. Classic. You can't go wrong. wrong. I don't think I've read that one. I think I started to read it and then got distracted. But the Martian Chronicles is one mm-hmm. of my like all-time favorites, and I love the Halloween tree, which would also fit into this. Yes, so. very much so. Sarah mm-hmm. Spooky Reads says The Last Harvest by Kim Liggett. I also just read Old Farmhouses of the North by Michelle Von Eschen. Very good for spooky season. Okay. I have been wanting to read The Last Harvest. That's like YA folk horror. Yes. Um, I believe I just saw it at uh, Barney's or Barnes & Noble. <laughs> and... um. I'm like, ooh, I already have like five other books. Should I? Should I not? So I've yet to buy it all. I know that's one that I've been eyeing for a while. I think Rachel might have mentioned it as one of her picks for an episode we did like years ago. And ever since then, I'm like, that's really good. I should read that. As you do. As you do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She actually read um, Come Closer because of her so many years ago when I first started listening to the podcast. And um, I read that last year for spooky season as well and it, it holds up yeah it's a just right, putting that out there very, that's another very well told story mm-hmm. if you like possession horror Agreed. book bruja says hmm the saturday night ghost club by craig davidson this is one i have mm-hmm. on my shelf <laughs> and i have been 
<laughs> meaning to read. I don't know why. When I bought it, I definitely thought it was a summer book for some reason, but I've seen it on a lot of fall book lists. Mm-hmm. So apparently I was yeah. wrong. Well, maybe maybe it's kind of like our Practical Magic. Maybe That's you could true. do it for both. Who knows? I have not read it pretty yet. Pink Paradox Reads says, Remains by Andrew Cole, Bleak Like a Bergen Autumn. Okay. Cool. Rumi Nations says, Pen Pal by Dathan Auerbach. It's been a long time since I read that book, but that is one where the minute I finished it, I had to sit with my feelings for a bit. It's like, <laughs> don't you love when a book does that to you? Like, you just need a moment to like marinate in like what you just read and experienced. It's it's one of the best. Well, I think you especially you like all these emotionally heart wrenching. Like I read my dark Vanessa because oh my of God, you. Dude. I'm like, I don't. This book has destroyed. You're like Quincy. Why my soul? Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I tell a lot of people, if it doesn't scare me, disturb me, or, like, make me depressed, then I don't want it. The only emotions, um, really. Yeah. Yes, that's all I need. <laughs> Strong Sense Of says, Plain Bad Heroines by Emily Danforth. Hard agree. We have gothic going on, we have some queer romance, and we have boarding school, which I think, let's do it. It's perfect. Perfect for spooky yeah. season. Pine yeah. by Francine Toon. I don't know that one. I'll have to look it up. Mm-hmm. Wakenhurst by Michelle Paver and The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova. I have have I have heard a lot of people recommend The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova. Yeah. It is a giant brick of a book. Oh, like a tome. <laughs> the underscore towering underscore TBR says horrid. And I agree. That was also going to be one of my picks, but like multiple people commented it. So I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like <laughs> YA haunted house and i was very pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. by it because i think it took this story that was it could have been very tropey and i feel like it went a very different way with it and every time it had a chance to like do these tropes i was impressed with the decisions that were made that's the one with that really cool mm-hmm. cover right the, the flowers, flowers for the oh. eyes the rose eyes yeah i'm a sucker i know they say don't judge a book by its cover but that with that's me. Why I, that's the, why I bought it. I don't think I even really knew what it was about. I just knew it was horror and it had a yeah. good cover. So I'm like, that's enough. Yeah, it's like, okay, t- take my money. <laughs> Giant Book Stacks says, Deity by Matt Wiselowski has lots of parts in a forest, but I'm not sure it's a fall theme. Okay, so this is one of the books in the six story series, and it's the one I haven't read mm-hmm. yet because it's like six stories, Hydra, Changeling. I forget mm. the one I just read, but the next one is Deity. So yes. I'll have to do that. Also, I'm going to say it's a series that is very underhyped. I feel like more people need to be reading it. Um, he's from the UK, so I don't know if that's why it's not as big here is because it is like a British series. Yeah. But there are these these thrillers, but they're told from a podcaster who finds a case and he interviews six people that are connected to the case and like kind of puts these things together i feel like they're very good yeah very creepy i would and i i would also do the audiobooks because they do the different voice actors and it is like an interview Mm -hmm. oh god just level detail i love that i'm I'm a sucker for good audio production yes yes (laughs) audrey elise 113 coming in with one of my picks for today Harvest Home by Thomas Tryon, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, <laughs> The Haunting of Hill House, and Haunted Nights, edited by Shirley Jackson. Um, I'm going to thumbs up all of these. 
solid suggestions. Yeah. I think any Shirley Jackson for this time of year is a must. Yeah. Catherine Grace Loves Horror says Usher's Passing by Robert McCammon. I've not read that one. I've read Boy's Life, though. And Boy's Life is very mm-hmm. summer. Yes. Tattooed Horror Reader says Empire of the Wild by Cherie Demoline. Demoline? Demoline? What do we think of? What is our guess? Demoline? <laughs> um, de- we could have looked that up before recording. So apologies. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I haven't read that, but I've seen the cover and I have been intrigued by the cover. W. Kelsey 315 says October Dreams. It's another one. I haven't read. Do you like the cover? Natural blah blah blah. That's my guess for that. I am so sorry. There's so many right. of you that I interact with on Instagram, but I've never had to like say your handle out loud. <laughs> so I apologize if I butcher it. Hey, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Because I know we've definitely like messaged or like responded to each other's stories on Instagram. So I'm sorry. Stolen Tongues by Felix Blackwell, which is really big on TikTok right now. Like horror TikTok. People are reading yes. this, but I have not gotten around mm-hmm. to reading it yet. Have you? Yeah. No, I've only seen it like on uh, Bookstagram and stuff. And I forgot who was reviewing it, but I just saw a review for it on um YouTube, and I really like the cover and that title. Oh my god, love it. L. P. Niskanen says, "I am once again asking everyone to read Small Spaces by Catherine Arden, middle grade horror novel about scarecrows coming to life on a creepy farm." I mean, say no more. She is asking us. You know what? Fine. Let me go put on my Amazon right. We're now. listening to you. We heard you. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. This is when I did see on Instagram a bit. <laughs> and then Shell underscore world says Coraline by Neil Gaiman, which I actually have not read. I've only seen the movie. Oh my God. Hey, no shame. Um, this was actually my first, I guess you, would you consider this horror? Dark fantasy horror, maybe? Dark fantasy. Yeah. I would, this was my first. This was the book that got me into reading um, creepy stuff. Mm. Uh, I read this probably like when I was in the fifth grade, and it was the first book I actually ever like <laughs> actually finished by myself without being forced. Um, the illustrations are fantastic, and um, I owe a lot to that book because it gave me good taste. It made you the Quincy you are today. It really did. It just um, I highly recommend it to kids and adults because it's not it's not graphic by any means, but like the writing on top of the illustrations um, really help you just transport yourself there. Um, Yeah, highly recommend that one. Okay, moving on to Twitter answers. Not as many of these, Mm -hmm. so we're going to go over these real quick before we get to, like, our picks for this episode. Yeah, the meat and potatoes of this episode. This has all been an appetizer. (laughs) This has been fried pickles. What is your go-to yes. appetizer? I'm just... With a set of range. I'm saying that, like, obviously all of us get fried pickles at restaurants, correct? Um, I get fried pickles at restaurant. Um, only I'll mix hot sauce with my ranch, because okay. um, girl likes a little spice. Um, otherwise, otherwise, I can really mess up some mozzarella sticks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it deep fried? I'll eat it, you know? Oh, yeah. Deep fried? Oh, yeah. Um, also, to me, a quesadilla is not a meal. It's an appetizer. Um, that's the only way I can justify like eating like four. So there's like a restaurant down the street from us that we go to a lot because it's like walking distance and Mm -hmm. they have these, they call them lounge fries, 
but it is just this like steel tray full of french fries covered in like melted cheese and chives and like bacon bits and it is dangerous wow girl. like at that point i don't think we even want food i think we just get that and like get and that just take our stuff oh. to go yeah <laughs> to eat in the comfort of your own home <laughs> like my priority right now these lounge fries yes like take my money don't even say hi just let's make this transaction and get out of here <laughs> anyway moving on to twitter james rg writes said bone set and feathers by Quendalyn keist if you like witches also something wicked this way comes by ray bradbury again of course <laughs> my throat's like dry um i would be surprised if ray bradbury was not on these suggestions mm-hmm. you know yeah pirate underscore twinkie side midnight beyond the stars which i know is like a space anthology i can dig it (laughs) you do you if that's what fall means to you here for it i support it it. yes silent spring 79 says the dead hours of night by lisa tuttle dark tales by shirley jackson okay got some more more shirley jackson the nightmare flower by liz craddy and the bishop of hell by marjorie bowen and triad by mary leader okay i was quite the list i think the only one i knew there was (laughs) Dark Tales by Shirley Jackson. Betty's Books UK says, I have two spooktacular favorites this year. Spooktacular. I like that. I feel like I need to use that more (laughs) as an adjective. (laughs) The Spirit Engineer by AJ West and The Whistling by Rebecca Netley. Ink Drinker Dawn says, Chasing the Boogeyman by Richard Chismar, which just came out this year. And another one for The Whistling by Rebecca Netley. Both are absolutely amazing and perfect for spooky season. And then Ashley at Spookish Mommy says, Dark Harvest, The Devil Crept In, Salem's Lot, and Halloween Fiend. I love, uh, I do love CV Hunt. And that book is a good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good entry point for CV Hunt because I think it's like maybe the least extreme. (laughs) I could not agree more. (laughs) I feel like I've been curious Um, about that CV Hunt. I would say maybe, maybe start with Halloween Fiend. Yeah, but if you're not into extreme, maybe just stop there. <laughs> um, but if you like her writing, then by all means, <laughs> go for ritualistic human sacrifice or cock block. <laughs> Again, maybe you're the type of person that goes to a pool and just like dives into the deep end without even like touching the water. I do not relate to you, but <laughs> yes. you live your life. Yes. Please report back. <laughs> I am definitely like the shallow end, like slowly, like having to get accustomed to the water. Tiptoe. Yes. A few inches, a few inches at a time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, are we ready to talk about our favorites for autumn? Yes, please. All right. I'm going to start off with a book that was mentioned previously, but I feel like we have to talk about it in this episode. It's definitely been my pick. Mm-hmm for previous episodes i don't care it is harvest home by thomas tryon it is a 70s classic staple of folk horror and i would say a big classic in the unsuspecting family from the city and is looking for a change of pace change of scenery so they move into this very quaint new england small town where it seems very rural um you know, things move at a slower pace. Everyone is friendly. There's a strong sense of community. But guess what? They're hiding a dark secret. 
<laughs> Darkness ensues. <laughs> it is wild. First of all, the cover art for this book is so good. I love it. I wish I would have gotten one in better condition. I ordered it online and mine came a little bit tattered, um, but it was an edition from the 70s. So I understand. I forgive it. But I think it's a beautiful physical object, but it's also just like a very crazy book. Like I remember reading this and it's one of those stories where I'm like, this is a horror book. So I know how this is going to go. Like I I know this isn't going to be a happy, but every time they described this small town, I couldn't help but be a little charmed. Like they have a little farmer's market. That is really cute though. That's how the author gets you. Yes. I don't know. Like I get it. I would kind of move into this cute little small town. Question. This is for like how my brain works, but do you think that small towns and like overseas are a lot more um, appealing than like ones like here in the States when it comes to like reading horror fiction? Because I notice where I'm like, oh, I see why they would move there. Like, I get it. Like, I would do that too. Where if it's like a town here in the States, I'm like, don't go there. It's already bad. Why are you doing that to yourself? And you know. I think it's just the idea of it. Because, you know, like when we drive up to see my husband's family and we're driving through like upstate Michigan and we're driving through a lot of these like really rural small towns, I look around and think mm-hmm. like, I could not live here. <laughs> but when yeah. I'm reading about it in the fantasy world's like aspect of yeah. it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could <laughs> totally live there and have like a nice little house. <laughs> And to make do. I get it. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to say too much. And I know people are thinking like, well, you've already said a lot because it's like a small town with a secret and it's folk horror. But I haven't. Like it it goes away. And I think it still manages to surprise. So if you haven't checked it out, strongly recommend Harvest Home by Thomas Tryon. I don't recommend a lot of like classic horror books because i don't feel like to me as a woman they hold up like super well um i I will say there's some stuff in here that i don't put my stamp of approval on it's just putting that (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) what would you rate it oh should have put that in the notes because i forgot um (laughs) oh high fridge maybe low freezer like this was an end this was a book that i don't want to hype it up too much but i was like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) wtf is going on yeah (laughs) because even at the end when things are coming into place and i was reading it and i'm like okay i see what's been going on here there's still managed to be surprises even after i was at that point where i'm like okay I see where we're going here. (laughs) So that was Harvest Home by Thomas Tryon. Sweet. Um, uh, So the first book I want to talk about is um, probably a book that everyone and their mom knows by this point, and that is The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. Um, Earlier you asked me what are my, you know, traditions when it comes to fall. I read a Grady Hendrix book every fall. Um, to me, he is exactly what I need to like kind of start off autumn and spooky season. Um, everything I've read has a little bit of humor, 
a little bit of spooky and overall very easy and like fast paced writing. Um, these, a lot of his books I can just read in like a day or two and have a good time. Um, but this book is about a woman named Patricia. Um, she lives with her husband and two kids. She is of course part of a um, book club. Um, and these group of women, um, you know, just read a lot of like true crime books and they live a very like cookie cutter life, if you will. Um, and then one day, a uh, handsome new neighbor comes moving into the neighborhood. Um, surprise, he's a vampire. That's not even a spoiler. Um, that's what I love about Grady Hendrick's books, that they're very um, I guess self-aware of like their tropes and stuff. Um, this would not be an episode with me on it if I didn't mention my mom reading something and she did read this. <laughs> um, she very much loved it and I think if you are a mother, I think you can kind of uh, relate to some of the topics in this book just because I saw my mom a lot with Patricia, who's our main protagonist. Um, she very much cares for the children of the neighborhood. She will help anyone at a drop of a hat. That's very much my mom. So this book very much felt um, cozy to me reading it. And it was like the perfect start for um, spooky season. I do not think it is freezer or even fridge really i would say like on the counter next to the fridge if the fridge was open um but that is at least to me that's what i expect from grady, grady hendrix but yeah this was a very very fun book to read and very fast-paced so um i recommend it so that's the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires but I really liked that one. I loved all of the women and their friendships with each other. And I wanted to punch every mm -hmm. man in this book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one yes. of them for being a literal vampire and the other ones for being gaslighting jerks. <laughs> yes. I gave this book to my mom and I'm like, I hate men. And she's like, um, okay. And then she reads it and then calls me. She's like, dude, the husband's here they suck like like they're 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 written well but like i think it was meant mm -hmm. for you to not like them which was fun it did its job so, yeah it did it did and that and i think two years ago i read my best friend's exorcism mm -hmm. i cried at the end <laughs> i will not spoil it but i'm sure everyone's read it by now but that ending was like it gave me a hug <laughs> i loved it okay i've read that three times and i've cried three times and then the episode that i did about it i literally cried like talking about it i'm like we're the endings yes i know <laughs> um, yeah. so my next pick is if you have not read it already the chilling adventures of sabrina the graphic novel by robert aguirre sacasa i do think the netflix show if there's one thing it nails is the atmosphere i do like i love the netflix show it is very moody and very ambiguously set in time. Like it's supposed to be yep. modern day, but it feels like the 60s. I will say the graphic novel solidly takes place in the 60s. I've said it before. I was flipping through it before this episode. The graphic novel is much darker. And I was thinking about certain plot points that are softened up in the Netflix show. Like certain characters are like, killed off very early on in the graphic novel that are mm. big players but i was like looking through it and there's like 
uh, more nudity and blood and like sacrifices and stuff like more in detail <laughs> in the graphic novel yeah. that uh, are not quite there in the Netflix show that I think, you know, was made mm-hmm. for more of a dark older teen young adult audience yes yes um, but i love this graphic novel so and i think it is very autumnal you know there's i have like the compendium like the collection of all the different editions or yeah. whatever um so like the first one is set technically in june but the second one where like madam satan gets introduced is like october 1966 and that is where oh, like yes. it kicks off <laughs> so yes. it is witchy it is set in new england it has got gory shenanigans so i don't know what else to say i love <laughs> the chilling adventures of sabrina and if you haven't read it definitely need to that is the graphic novel by robert aguirre sacasa and then my edition has like the original like sabrina artwork in the back and stuff like it's very fun oh um yeah i've seen those books i have a a friend that has those and the artwork is just stunning and i do agree it will definitely help transport you to like that autumn feeling which i totally agree with you um, so my next pick is Husk by Rachel Adam Deering. The only word I can really use to describe this book is wow. It is stunning. Um, it is a novella. It is less than 90 pages. Definitely you could just get it done in a sitting. Um, essentially this book is about a guy named Kevin Brooks. He just returns to his hometown in Connecticut after serving in the military for three years. Um, he recently just lost his grandparents who raised him as a kid. Um, he lost his best friend in the war and he is starting to question his loyalty for the American government. And I know it kind of sounds like a historical novel. It really is not. Um, there's plenty of creepy scenes in this. And what I like about this book is our protagonist is very unreliable to a T um, you don't know if he's suffering from something mental or if he's actually going through some sort of dark entity that's haunting him. Other than that, the writing, it really much punches you in the gut. It's beautiful, um, very heartwarming. I could not recommend them enough. Um, this is very much a character study book. Um, and yeah, I just can't, hi- I can't recommend it highly enough. So that is Husk by Rachel Autumn Deering. This is one I've been meaning to read forever. I know um, the ladies of the fright, Lisa and Kenzie mm-hmm. had Lisa and Mackenzie mm-hmm. interviewed Rachel Autumn Deering and like did a whole episode about the book. I never said that. I'm like, that sounds really good. <laughs> I need to read it. Oh, yeah. I listened to that episode and that's what um, got me to buy this book. Um, okay. Stephanie on me. I want to cry. And this book will do it. <laughs> um, it's definitely for those horror lovers that need some emotion. Um, they need some rhyme or reason for the horror. And this book will do it for you. Ooh, okay. so, um, I, I definitely don't. I'm not going to say it's freezer. I don't even say it's. Um, I wouldn't even consider it fridge. But um, close to the fridge. Yes. <laughs> and the cooler. There we go. That's a good one. <laughs> it's the cooler. Okay, my final pick, I am going tonally a very different direction. Um, So my first two books were 
um, fairly dark. And I'm picking a book that I talked about a few episodes ago with the author, but it is Cackle by Rachel Harrison. It came out this year and it is about a woman who was living in New York City with her longtime boyfriend. They break up and she's feeling very lost because she didn't have a lot like outside of this relationship and is kind of like, what do I do now? She just turned 30 and is kind of dealing with the, by the time I was 30, I had a way I thought my life was going to look. And now like, you know, it doesn't look that way. So she decides the best thing for her is to just start new. So she moves to a small town in upstate New York and takes a teaching position and there's a lot of things this book does right and one of them is atmosphere i will say tonally it is a lot more happy like this is a lot more i would say adjacent to practical magic tonally like it is a lot more like a yes i don't want to say like a spooky hallmark movie but like essentially a a family friendly yes and no like there's stuff that happens (laughs) and there's definitely dark scenes and i think like dark implications <laughs> for things mm-hmm. um but she moves to this small town and she meets this like stunning older woman named sophie who just really takes her under her wing and you know really helps like talk her through like you know why why are you feeling this way about yourself like let me go out and like buy you a coffee like come over to my house like i'll make you dinner and just this friendship that develops between the two women and she kind of starts to wonder, like, is Sophie a witch? There's just like everyone in the town seems like mm-hmm. very eager to appease her, but also seem like kind of scared of her. And like her house doesn't make sense. Like there's just a lot of things that are not adding up. Like first, like how old is this woman? Like, but am I, you know, like, am I just being crazy like no like you know it's a, it's a lot of that and like cute spiders which was not a thing i thought i would think but cute spiders um <laughs> i just had so much fun with this book this is like the positive like move to a small town new start but there's a lot of like oh yeah like let's meet up and go to the farmer's market and go to like the local coffee <laughs> shop and like buy a latte we're like the barista knows your name and like has your order ready before you get there <laughs> Oh, wow. So this is to a T, autumn. Yeah, this is autumn vibes in a book. Love that. Love that. (laughs) So I would say room temperature, like this could be a book you suggest at like a regular library book club and people would enjoy it. Um, It's very approachable. I would say I had a ton of fun with it. And it was a book I was like, oh, like that was cozy and spooky. You know, there's like that cozy spooky like level. Mm -hmm. This is that. This is cozy spooky. This yes. is like a, how I feel about like Welcome to Night Vale and like Ghost in the Burbs. It's like cozy spooky. <laughs> Love that. I think that's cozy spooky is definitely a good um, all around like year round um, thing, but definitely like entering fall. Like, yeah, that's why I read Grady Hendrix. Yeah, that's your cozy spooky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so what's your final pick? Okay. So my final pick is Lost Souls by Poppy Z. Bright. Um, this is my second Poppy Z. Bright book, and it did not disappoint. Um, 
Before I get into the synopsis, um, it's definitely not as extreme as Exquisite Corpse. But there is definitely a lot of trigger warnings still for um, rape, incest. Um, there's a lot of blood. Um, this book is about vampires. Um, that's not even a spoiler. Um, this is definitely if Lost Boys meets the devil all the time. Okay. Um, basic, yeah, so there is definitely, like, a few, there's a lot of characters, um, all of them don't know each other at the start of the book, and they all go on their own kind of journey for, like, acceptance, for survival, um, there is no plot, necessarily, you, you just see them on their journey, and then towards the end, um, all their storylines kind of collide in a very, um, gruesome manner, um, this book had a lot of heart. This is definitely a recommendation for any anyone that was like a goth or emo kid back in high school. This was very, very nostalgic because a lot of these characters are the goth kids, the outcasts. They have ink, blue inked hair. They wear smudgy makeup. Um, they drink cheap wine and beer like at a like young age and um, very like dramatic, if you will. Um, but the writing, Poppy Z. Bright has, again, impressed me. Very lyrical, very beautiful. Um, you definitely question, wow, this writing is so beautiful, but, like, the subject matter is so dark and heavy, and it's like, why do I read this? <laughs> um, I would definitely put this in the fridge, just because of all the contact, content warnings. Um, it is lean more towards like literary fiction, um, just based off the writing style. But um, there is a little passage in here that I would like to read, if that's okay. Go ahead, please. Okay, so this is just to um, get people in the mood. So, it's like that. No more were they dry and brittle. No more did their skin look as if it might flake away from their bones at the lightest touch. Tonight, their lips shone purple with rouge, and the ripe insides of their mouths glistened pink. Their skin was the smooth white of almonds. Their colored silk writhed around them. They clutched each other with their bird bone hands and pressed their hollow cheeks together. Their hair twisted together long strands of ruby red and yellow white, like mingling flames. Their faces echoed each other in a perfection that was once opulent and dissolute. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. I like, I want to tattoo that on me. <laughs> it's so gorgeous. I, I highly, highly recommend this book if you're into vampires. Um, if you were like a goth or emo person back in the day and you want to reminisce, that is Lost Souls by Poppy Z. Bright. Okay, well, you sold me. Yes. Uh, the writing sounded it's very good. gorgeous. Yes, it's from page to page, front to back. That is the writing that you get. Um, and again, it is very much like Lost Boys meets um, Devil All the Time, especially Devil All the Time, just because you're just following all these characters until they meet at some point. There's no, like, a B plot, you know, which I think I very much value that in my storytelling because I get to know the characters a lot more. 
Um, this is very character focused. Um, there is not one character that, that I didn't like. So highly recommend. Love that. And this is one you like DM'd me about and you're like, I just need to let you know that I'm yeah, loving yesterday. this <laughs> Yes. I was like, Stephanie, she's, you know, they've done did it again. <laughs> All right. Well, those have been our picks for Autumn. Are we ready to jump into the next segment of this show? Please, I need to talk about okay. this. <laughs> Let's talk chilling obsessions. What's on your mind? <clears throat> Midnight Mass. What's there to say other than you're doing a disservice if you don't watch it? Not one episode was boring. It was from the start up until the end. I was so enthralled and of course, it's Mike Flanagan, so like I may have shedded a tear or two. Um, yeah, I he's I really outdone himself with this show. I really liked it too. I think right at the beginning, I'm like, okay, like we got a small island community. Okay, like we got mm. someone like coming out of prison with a past. Okay, we got like mm-hmm. kind of hot priest. I'm into it. Yes. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a sexy priest. Fleabag has shown us that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. I think especially people that have a religious background in any way, like there's just a certain note that it hit that resonated, I think, with so many people. Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't have the strongest religious upbringing, but it was definitely in like kind of the forefront of my youth and it struck a chord so hard. I like, I remember pausing it and like, I'm like, let me take notes from my therapist. I can like hash this out real quick. You know, um, it just, it really like, it resonated, you know? Um, I did, I think I watched an interview with him or read an article or something where this was, originally going to be a book and then he developed it for tv but he's been trying to get it on the screen for many many years and um i think this was his like favorite project he's ever done and um i'm sure if you are a flanagan fan you would real you would notice kind of the easter eggs that are lingering there that also hint to his other projects and some stephen king stuff yeah well this was also one that had been teased in other projects like a lot of people pointed out like um in gerald's game it's a book on the not on the nightstand but like the top of the the shelf above her what what do we call this i'm like making motions like people can hear my motions the floating shelf shelf (laughs) um and the main character in hush that was her book that was the book she wrote was midnight mass yes yes i know um, there was like a little clip I saw where if you watch Hush, there's a scene where um, the main character, a.k.a. Mike Flanagan's wife, um, was typing the book or like writing it, you know, and if you like pause, you can like read, you know, some of the main characters from Midnight Mass. And like, I think there's like a specific scene that you could get a quick little glance at. Um, so I thought that was like a cool little like touch that, cool. that I would expect from Mike yeah. Flanagan. Um also, I I did hear that there was some inspiration from Salem's Lot, 
and Storm of the Century, both by Stephen King. Salem's Lot for some reasons, and then um, Storm of the Century because it, it's held in a small communal town on an island, which is on the cover. So, um, yeah, I I was like, I have to talk to Stephanie about this freaking show because it was so good. And I'm probably going to rewatch it here, like, probably this weekend because uh-huh. why not? <laughs> Yeah, it was very good. Well, also, like, halfway through, because I don't think the big horror of it all gets revealed until, like, episode five. And so for four se- four episodes, I was like, so what's the thing? And I'm like, this has been, You're like, like, this has been is, cool. Is this love this character. Love the town. <laughs> but what is the thing yeah. <laughs> that's going on mm-hmm. here? Yes, yes. And then I'm like, oh, um, that that is the thing. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, if if you have not watched it yet, please go watch it. I watched oh, um, I the new Candyman a few weeks ago, like while it was on. <gasps> oh, how was it? Video on demand. I really liked it. I had a ton yeah. of fun with it. It's like <laughs> I don't get to go see new movies often because of my schedule and having two kids. It just like does not mm. happen. So I was very happy that it was available. Yeah. You could like rent it. So, and that was kind of my one big movie I wanted to watch this year. I'm like, the only like 2021 release that I really want to see is the new Candyman. So I was very excited to see it. It had some like very like gory things that I was not expecting, but I think it was a beautiful film. And then I think the layers of the storytelling and like the kind of story that's being told and like what it's saying about urban legends as a whole was very interesting. And everyone, the performance in it, the performances in it were so good. I need to rewatch it. Like I, yeah, I need to buy it when it comes out. So it's one of those movies like right when you're done, you're like, I want to rewatch yeah. it. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun with that. Um, also watched like Halloween Kills a few weeks ago. Cannot say my feelings were along the same lines. <laughs> I don't like hate it. Like I say I didn't hate it. I rated it like one and a half stars. Like some people are writing like giant like thing pieces about how much they hated it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I did not like it, but I'm not yeah. like letting it ruin think... my week. Hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, do you think this was like maybe a cash grab, or like do you think there was more to the story that they need to tell that's worth telling? Well, I think it's just the middle child of the trilogy. So. Yeah. Like I don't know, and I can't say there was nothing in it I enjoyed. There were some brutal kills like some really elaborate death sequences um but then there was like some things i'm like does michael do that usually like i don't think i've seen every movie in the halloween franchise but i don't know that he does that i don't know i am not a michael myers historian so i don't know i thought to me it was just a little on the cheesy side which is fine i think i just wasn't expecting cheesy because here's the thing i went into malignant expecting cheesy yeah. so i was okay with Same. it when it went full camp yes so maybe mm-hmm. if i rewatch halloween kills under the lens of camp i will enjoy yeah. it more but 2018 <laughs> was not like halloween 2018 was not 
campy in my opinion so that was my expectation yeah, yeah. and this was like mm-hmm. not that i don't Total know camp. yeah yeah um i did watch malignant as well and i went in expecting campy and like at first it was not and then eventually like you know mm-hmm. became something else and i was i was like oh I, once the thing is revealed I'm like, whoa, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Talk about the twist of the year. Like, yeah, that was cool. Um, I also, like I mentioned before, I watched Jennifer's Body every year, mm-hmm. and I watch it again this year, and it's so funny. It's it's so funny. There, there is definitely a lot of gruesome, gory scenes in there, but, like, I, I love Megan Fox in that movie. Um, yeah, I just cannot not watch it every year. Um, it, it was definitely ahead of its time, <laughs> and I definitely didn't watch it, like, probably maybe, like, three or four years ago, so I was kind of late to the party. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if you have not watched it, or if you watched it before but forgot about it, please watch it again, because I think it's better now than it was when I originally saw it, especially now that I, like, appreciate the humor that, you know, that follows, so. Yes, I watched it for the first time, I want to say, either early this year or last year for the first time. And I loved it. And I can see why it's getting the resurgence and popularity that it's getting. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it was a big deal. It's like streaming on the Criterion channel. So I think people are getting wise about the the cultural impact that Jennifer's body has had on us. Yes. Yes. What was it? Oh, so this guy on TikTok that I follow, Julian Brzezinski, he is mm-hmm. one of my favorite people, but he does this very elaborate recreations of iconic scenes from movies. Like he dresses up in all the parts and like lip syncs along. And he's been doing a lot of stuff for October. My favorite one he's done, I don't know if you saw it, was he did the hereditary dinner scene with Tony Collette. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you nailed this like this needs an oscar actually (laughs) cinematography but he did the um pool scene in jennifer's body i posted that on my instagram story like a few a few weeks ago but just iconic yeah that was hilarious (laughs) i be insecure needy god (laughs) stephanie you killed it right there (laughs) i watched it so many times i closed my eyes for a second yeah oh that's so hilarious and yeah no again audience if you have not seen it please go watch it (laughs) it's so funny i definitely recommend all right well Mm -hmm. i am looking at your final girl song here and i have some thoughts so tell me about it okay so my pick is miss murder by afi so my reasoning for picking this song is while reading lost souls i was very nostalgic and i'm like oh let me listen to the stuff i used to listen to back in high school so i was listening to afi my chemical romance um any kind of like emo band i was so in that vibe this year and i came across you know miss murder and i'm like okay i'm so down for this this is my song um I will recommend one other song that I almost picked for this, and that was Haunted by Evanescence, because I love Amy Lee, and her voice is beautiful, and that song is has 
really a lot of creepy under undertones and yeah you just can't go wrong so but what were your thoughts i just saw it and i'm like oh man that brings me back to like being in high school with like my long black hoodies and <laughs> listening yes. to all like my, with, with your thumbs yeah, yep you had to either like buy ones with the thumb holes which were not that common so you had to make your own yeah. thumb holes which is edgy um i'm just different yes. than everybody else i don't think you you could not understand <laughs> me <laughs> yes I'm a little and like, misunderstood actually yes completely misunderstood no one gets me yeah i was i was that emo kid that would like draw on my jeans with black marker to like piss off my parents and um i definitely had a <laughs> even though ipods were a thing i was one of those kids that had like a cd player with the you know big headphones that were from like the dollar store and wearing my like converse i was not allowed to wear black eyeliner and i'm still upset about that till this day because i felt i couldn't really express myself oh my gosh you know what my (laughs) thing was i was not allowed to own a studded belt that's all i wanted (gasps) that is like to this day i feel like i was denied an essential part of adolescence uh by not being allowed to own a studded belt (laughs) so what you're telling me is that you were not allowed to live, laugh, and love. Yeah, how could I live, laugh, love That's in those conditions, <laughs> mom? Oh, God. You have to wear a regular belt like one of the normal kids? Ew. <laughs> yeah, I just, I picked this song because, again, I was feeling so nostalgic. And, um, oh, it's cool. It's like a cool little horror song, but I haven't listened to it in, like, years. So, had to jot it down. But, love it. So, yeah. I used to listen to this song all the time. And I loved the little like prelude twelve twenty one on that album. Yes, it's really. Yes. Like this is a vibe. It's only like a minute, but it is a minute <laughs> of vibes. Yes, it's like a minute that lasts like a lifetime. Back when you're a little emo kid at the age of sixteen. Oh my gosh! And I used to like be like, uh, I'm totally gonna get the three bunnies like tattooed on my hip bone. I was, I'm so glad I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like. <laughs> Kids, I don't even know where to begin with this tattoo. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> well, what does that even mean? So, I used to want to yeah. get like the Avenged Sevenfold like skull with bat wings. Oh my god! I'm not even that big of an Avenged That's Sevenfold a- fan. I just thought it looked cool, and I'm like, I'm so glad. You're I am hardcore. so glad I never <laughs> went through with that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Aren't Aren't you glad that was just a phase? Yes. And now it's just nostalgia and that's all that it is. <laughs> like, oh, mom, you're right. It was just a phase. <laughs> I mean, okay. I This is going very long on tangents, but um, yeah. my husband and I went to the Hello Mega tour like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And that was Fallout Boy, Weezer, and Green Day. And I fell oh, like wow. right back into that. Um, all these people were wearing clothes like that I wore. Like during that time, like all the side swept bangs, like heavy eyeliner, yeah. dyed hair. I'm like, oh yeah, this is bringing me back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of like checkered and like black and purple. Oh, I, and, I still, I yeah. recently purchased some checkered slip-on fans, and I'm like, these are a vibe forever. I don't care how chuggy it is. This is me. <laughs> this is who I am. <laughs> Hey, the emo kid will never die from us. So. Yeah. It's, it's just part of us. It's part of our DNA. It's been written yeah. in there now. Anyway, this has been like 
<laughs> a tangent of all tangents. Other fellow emo yes. kids, feel free to message us uh, on this episode with your thoughts and on maybe whether yeah. I should have just a send us that a... AFI tattoo. Yeah, just send us a little caca and I see you. <laughs> you need to send us a rar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, send us a rar. We see you. <laughs> all right, well. Thank you again so much, Quincy, for of course. this idea. You know, I always have a good time. <laughs> and listeners, let yes. us know if you want this to be a seasonal thing. Like, this is autumn reads. Let us know if you're going to be up for, like, winter spooky reads, summer spooky reads. We were talking earlier. I think spring might be a bit more difficult. Uh, we will try if this is what you would like. Yes. Fingers crossed. Okay. Yes. No, thank you for having me. It's always a blast. And, um... Yeah, if anyone reads our recommendations, let us know. All right. And where can people find you online? Uh, yeah, so you can just find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is QuincyQBear69. Um, I just have a lot of book and tattoo posts because I do like getting tattooed. And um, cute dogs. So enjoy. All right. Well, thank you again. <laughs> Books in the Freezer is a bi-weekly podcast. We post episodes every other Tuesday. You can find us on Twitter. I will still call it Twitter as Books Freezer Pod. We're on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, TikTok, all the places. As Books in the Freezer, you can send us an email at booksinthefreezer at gmail.com. Show notes for this episode and all previous episodes will be at booksinthefreezer.com. Since this was a re-release, I will link to the original show notes that came out the first time that will have all the books listed that were mentioned in the episode. Like I said, this is going to be linked to the original show notes, but be sure to check out show notes for more recent episodes to get all kinds of links to the Spotify playlist, to affiliate links, to the Patreon, to merch, anything like that, that all will be found in the show notes. And that is once again at booksinthefreezer.com. Okay, I will have you know, since this episode has come out, I have rewatched Halloween Kills still hate it uh did not work for me even going in expecting what i knew to expect still absolutely not for me the ranking for the new halloween trilogy is 2018 ends and kills and i did not care for ends so 2018 is the only bright spot in that trilogy for me personally um i rewatched it last week and it still holds up so I don't know that anyone needed that update, but there you go, in case you were in case you were wondering. I'm Stephanie. You can find me on Instagram at that's what she read, and that's that's with two A's or on to Twitter. I'm honestly hardly there, but I am on there as Lady underscore Ganya. That's L-A-D-Y underscore G-A-G-N-O-N. But mostly I'm under the podcast handles of all the social medias I mentioned previously. We will be back next time with a brand new episode for you. But thank you so much for listening and see you next time on Books in the Freezer.